0: Well hello there, welcome back to the Do It For The Process podcast, which has been taken over by the Share The Work video series, but it's fine, it's fine. (laughs) Both are beautiful, both come from deep within my heart, and it's a really big honor to get to share this series with you in this space. So welcome, I'm Emily Jeffords, I'm an artist, educator, mother of three, and it's a big honor to get to be here with you today. If you need some context, let's back it up a little bit. We are listening to the audio from the Share the Work video series. The Share the Work video series is a precursor to my course, Making Artwork, which is a 12-week course. It nourishes and empowers and deeply enables creative entrepreneurs to thrive at every phase of their creative career. The nice thing about this course is it grows right along with you. And one thing that we talk about quite a lot in the course is you are in charge of elevating your work. So if you're a creative entrepreneur, if you're an artist or a maker or a creator in some form, you create something beautiful and share it with the world, then your job is to present your work to the world in a way that will be understood and appreciated and elevated because you are the only one that can bring value to your work, right? Like you are the only one that gets to say this thing that I made out of the tenderness of my heart is worth being appreciated and purchased and seen and shared and lived with forever and used and worn and all the things. So if you are ready to grow your creative business, if you're thinking, all right, I know how to make these gorgeous things. I know that the work that I do is good then join making artwork because it will absolutely help you take your work from wherever it is currently sitting, whatever your profit margins currently are, whatever your business looks like, whether it's absolutely nothing, that's fine. That's fine. I got you. Or maybe you're in year five and you've made quite a lot of income and you know how to do this, but you don't know how to grow. You don't know how to scale. You don't know how to find those new avenues of, of revenue and of profitability and different ways of expressing yourself creatively. This course will enable you to thrive. I know because this is our third year doing it, which means I've gotten to see almost a thousand alumni go through the course already. Actually, hold on. Over a thousand alumni go through the course already. And I've gotten to watch them thrive. I've gotten to watch them exceed their own expectations. How do I know this works? Well, I am also a creative entrepreneur. I have grown my studio from absolutely zero profitability, zero dollars. In fact, at the beginning, I was losing money because I was selling my work for so little money that I was making absolutely nothing at all, (laughs) which don't do that. Don't do that. But I've grown from nothing. I've grown from knowing nothing about business either. We don't learn these things in art school. We also don't learn how to be a creative entrepreneur in business school. So making art work is that middle ground. It is that space that unites both the creative effort, which is so unique and so tender and precious and vulnerable and gorgeous. And oh, all, you know, I'm in love. You know, I love the process, right? Like that's why we're here. <laughs> Do it with the process. But... When you take that and turn it into a business, it's very important to nourish not only your creative work, but also your creative business. And the two go hand in hand. So the course is that space to nourish both and to let both thrive consecutively and because of each other. I talk about this quite a lot inside and outside of the course, but if you're not making enough money to show up in the studio tomorrow, then you don't get to show up in the studio tomorrow. We're all adults. We all have lives. We all You know, we understand what this means to be an adult and a creative entrepreneur. If this is going to be your full-time job, your part-time job, your profitable side hustle, whatever your thing may be, wherever you want to land with this, this, you know, creative business idea, that's fine. But if you are a creative entrepreneur and you're not making any money, then you can't continue being a creative entrepreneur. And that hard truth kind of breaks my heart. And it can always be a hobby. It can always be something that you do for you. And that's completely fine. And there's nothing at all wrong with that. Trust me. Um, I know that some people hear that and like, but creativity is what I do for me. That's what I do to relax and what I do for fun. That's fine. That is completely fine. Do that. It's so beautiful. Absolutely do that and progress and let your work fill you and let it thrive and let it be beautiful in that way. But the moment you say, I want to tip this scale a little bit and I want this to become a creative business, now it's important to nourish both sides. Your creativity, your creative work, your your love of the process, which you know I'm all about. I love that so much as well. And those things can fill you, but what fills your creative practice is your creative business. It's all a circle. It's all connected. You, your creative work, and your creative business. Those all go hand in hand. And if any of them kind of fall out of whack and get a little bit neglected, or they're not built up in the right way, or they're not put, the emphasis isn't really put on, you know, on one of the other, whether it's you, your creativity or your creative business, all of it kind of sinks a little bit. It may not fall over. It may not crumble. We're not, I'm not dramatic. It's, you know, it's not life or death here, But if you're not nourishing all three sides, then something is going to fall short. And that kind of breaks my heart. So let's not do that. Let's let your creativity thrive. Let's let the beauty that you create in the world take a little bit more space. Let it be a little bit bigger and a little bit bolder. And that's the purpose of Share the Work. That's why we're here today. Should we dive in? (laughs) I kind of went on yet another rabbit trail. Typical. I know I do this quite a lot. Okay. Okay. Let's come back to share the work because it is so important. And I want you to spend time and to listen and to soak it up because it's such a good mini course and it's totally free and here for you. And I want you to spend time with it. Today's episode is the fourth in our series. If you haven't listened to one, two, or three, go back and do that first. You can go watch them all now. They're all available. Click the link right below and you can watch... videos for this video series the audio is going to be here today and it's how to get the attention of your collectors this is a really good really really practical lesson and i am so excited about it in this episode i list the five things that i would focus on if i could only focus on five things so five ways that i would choose to market my work and bring it to the world if i could only choose five methods in which to show up in the world. Okay. Are you ready to dive in? Now the audio for this episode is going to sound a little bit different because as I said, it is a video, so it's going to sound more echoey and a little bit more atmospheric than my typical podcast audio sounds, but listen through, please, please, please. It's going to be so worth it. Listen through the audio Listen to the content. I promise it is so practical and so useful and you're going to love it. Okay, are you ready to dive in? Let's do this. series. I'm so happy you're here. So far we've talked about ways to share your work online, how to know if your art is worth selling, and today I'm going to be sharing five very practical tips you can use to attract your ideal collectors. All right, we're going to dive right in. Before we get started though, I want to invite you to next week's challenge and I'm so excited about it. It's totally free, it's really actionable, and it will give you a chance to practice some of the skills that we talk about today. Um, I'm gonna be offering advice, things that I've learned along the way, things that I personally do in my creative practice. It's gonna be amazing. Seven days of actionable, bite-sized things that you can do to change how your work is showing up in the world, to change how your collectors see your work for the better, of course. All these are gonna be really actionable improvements that you could make. It leads right into my signature course, Making Artwork, which opens for enrollment on the 18th. Enrollment closes the 25th. So if you're interested in learning more about that, I recommend that you go to emilyjeffordslearn.com. Check it out. All the information is there. You can get a taste of how the course was going to feel what's inside of it and see if it's a good fit for you. All right, let's get into today's lesson. Five super practical, actionable tips that you can take to support your work in the world. Number one is to begin an email list. Now, this is something that all my marketers love to talk about, but it also really applies to the creative world, and it's something that has dramatically impacted my business since I began my email list in 2012. I highly recommend that you take this step now, even if you have no subscribers, even if you have 100, I'm gonna offer you some advice to attract people to your list and to make it really beautiful once they get there. So create a studio email list. Now this is a dedicated list for people that are interested in your work and in your creative process and practice, things that you're offering to the world. This is not your Gmail list of all of your contacts. This is not, um, a list that you collect and you know just kind of spam people. These people have opted in. They're saying, yeah, I wanna hear from you. I wanna see what you have to say. I wanna see what you're making. What are you sharing? So they've chosen to join your list. So create a really beautiful and really special space for them. Now, once you have your list, create a welcome sequence. This can be a collection of two or five or even up to 10 or more emails that all automatically send to your subscribers when they join a certain segment or a certain list or however you set it up within your provider. So the way that I have one of mine set up, I have several different different flows of this. Someone joins my email list and then they get a welcome email saying, hey, I'm Emily, uh, thank you for subscribing, here's what I do, here's what you can expect, here's you know kind of a bit of my vibe. The next email might be a story or it might be a look inside of my studio or a bit behind my process or Um, you know, just different ways of letting people get to know me a little bit better. One of my favorite things to do is before collection launch, I'll share the behind the scenes of the collection creation. So things like. The colors, the palettes, the the canvases stacking up by the door, um, my kid running around, you know, with his paintbrush, all these things that go into my creative process. They love seeing that and it's so enjoyable for me to share that kind of behind the scenes reflection because it allows me to also remember how beautiful and how special this career is and how beautiful and special each day in and day out is. No matter how mundane it might seem in the moment, it is beautiful and it's so worth remembering and celebrating that beauty. Another thing that I love doing is to send early access to my subscribers. So they get early access to collections or to different products or case in point, I sell ornaments every December. They sell out in a matter of minutes. My first collection was 140 ornaments and it sold out in under 12 minutes. The second collection happened about two weeks later. I only offered that collection to my email subscribers. That way, that group was self-selected. They were very, it's a smaller group. You know, my whole audience online is know, over 100,000 people, but my email subscribers are much, it's a much smaller pool, much smaller collection of people. And they said, I'm really interested. I really want to get a chance at getting one of these. So I only released that collection of ornaments to the email subscribers. In the past, I've also done things like I'll have my email subscribers get a one-day 24-hour preview or access depending on how you want to work it. So they get early access or they get to preview the pieces early, kind of sit with them quietly without feeling rushed to buy right away. Um, I love doing both of those things for sure. Remember, if your list is small, that's actually a very good thing because most of the time you're paying for each subscriber on your list. And as your list grows, the subscribers become a little bit less in love and a little bit less devoted to you because you're reaching a more a broader scope of people, a more mass of people. But at the beginning, when your list is small, you are reaching certain people that have said, I really like you, I love what you're doing, I love how you're showing up, I love your work, I'm super interested in getting to know you. They're not just following you and not just subscribing because you're popular or because you have this huge mass of people and they wanna join the club. That's actually not as effective. You actually love, I I personally love that smaller devoted very intentional list. It's actually a really, really good thing. So if your list is small, don't ignore them. They're not invaluable. They are super valuable. They're super, um, worth your time and energy because they're here for you and they love you and they want to show up for you. All right, moving on from email list, Instagram, show up on Instagram as a fine artist. Now, what do I mean by this? It's easy to go on Instagram and share your life to share your inspiration, to share the things that you're eating and the places that you're going and all the things you're doing. But unless you're showing up specifically as a fine artist, your audience is going to be confused. They're not going to have an incentive to follow you unless they already know you and they already are your friends in real life. That's lovely. If you can show up as a very specific voice, a very specific vision, and with your work first and foremost on your feed, you're going to attract people that are interested in your art that's incredibly valuable for creative entrepreneurs. A great example of this is my friend, Lorian Gonzalez. She grew her email list by thousands of people this past year because she was very specific about showing up as a fine artist. And I've loved watching her grow. She recently reached over 10,000 followers. She's doing incredibly well. Go follow her because the way that she shows up with her work is very impactful and her audience loves her. Now, there are so many things I could say about Instagram marketing, and I do I do go into great detail in the course, and we talk about it extensively. But really quickly, I wanna give you the most important tips that I can give you right now. Number one, share your work beautifully. If your work is being photographed or shared, or, or if the messaging around it isn't beautiful and effective and attractive, You're not going to attract people. That makes sense, right? You want to share it in a way that elevates your work. Share it in a way that makes your work special, that makes your work stand out. This goes into the styling, the things that are the props around your work, if you have a flat lay, Um, the room that your work is shown in, the way that you contrast the colors, and um, yeah, all the things that go around your work matter just as much as the work itself in Instagram. Leading right along to that is photography. Your photography needs to be phenomenal. If you photograph something poorly, it will read as invaluable. Now, I always say you can take a great photo with your iPhone. And again, we talk about that in the course, like actual iPhone photography, iPhone presets, how to set up, you know, all that for success but i also recommend using the camera that works best for you so if you feel more comfortable with a real camera and that's how you take the best photos great if you feel more comfortable hiring a photographer and having them take amazing photos for you that's perfect if an iphone feels natural and you can take a great photo with that then do that whatever you can do to get a beautiful photo that's what you should do especially when photographing your artwork because you want to elevate and add value to your work at every turn. The next tip is to share your work regularly. Now I know this might sound really simple, but this is so powerful and it is a mistake that I see so many artists making. It can be more fun to share things that are less vulnerable, like perhaps your trips or some flowers or the food that you're enjoying or your child. Things that feel less tied to you and to your creative output, because that can be a very vulnerable experience. However, if you don't share your work at least once out of every six photos, people coming to your feed aren't going to know you're an artist. So I always say that at least one out of every six photos. So when you go to your phone and you look at someone's grid, do you see artwork right up front? one out of those top six images. If not, you're probably not going to think they're an artist, you're gonna think that they're just a creative loving person and they love to travel and they love whatever you happen to see on their feed. If you do see at least one piece of artwork, your interest is going to be a little bit intrigued and you're gonna want to dig and find out more. So put your artwork in at least one out of every six, if not two or three out of every six images. Okay, we could talk about Instagram for hours and hours. And in fact, we do in making artwork. So if you need more, that's the place to get it for sure. I wanna move on to Pinterest now. Pinterest is incredible for creatives, incredible for fine artists specifically. If you're not using Pinterest, start that today. It's amazing. Um, The benefit of Pinterest is a pin matures over time. So while Instagram is very instant, and when you post that image, it's popular and then it fades, Pinterest is the opposite of that. So Pinterest, when you pin an image, it's not popular, and then it grows in popularity as the pin matures, and it gets repinned and reshared and put on people's boards, and it kind of tumbles around Pinterest, creating the snowball effect of popularity and of growth. A great example of this is I joined Pinterest in 2011. Very, very beginning stages of Pinterest. It was very small and intimate, I pinned a painting that I created during my painting a day challenge back in 2010. It was a great, uh, it was a fine painting. It was a fine painting. I personally don't love it anymore, although that pin still has so many repins, it's amazing. But what happens is because Pinterest grows in popularity and your pin gets more and more eyes on it as it sits in Pinterest and tumbles around a bit, like I said, that pin gets more attention as time passes, which means that I got so many requests for that painting in my, in my Etsy messages and my email. People found me on Facebook and asked if it was still available. They found me on Instagram when that was finally available in 2011. So because this thing happens where it matures and it gets more popular as time passes, what you're going to find is people find your pen, want that thing, which is probably sold by now, like that painting had sold, you know, a couple of years ago in some cases, but I got commissions out of it or I got to sell prints that were similar in style to that piece of artwork. I think it led to at least five or six commissions that were inspired by similar colors or a similar similar feeling to that piece of artwork. So while it may be a little bit counterintuitive to send something into the world and expect to wait on results, it's actually a very good thing for your longevity and it's kind of providing a security blanket for the future when you pin something now. So go for it. A couple of practical tips: Pin your work directly from a listing, or from your blog post, or from your website, wherever your pin, or like that, wherever that image might be living now. Pin it from that spot directly. Um, another great idea is to pin your Instagram posts. Like I said, that Instagram post is popular at the beginning. has a lot of eyes on it at the beginning. And then as time passes, those eyes dwindle and it gets fewer and fewer you know, bits of engagement. People don't see it as often. So because that content is so beautiful and it's so rich and so full of, of you know, depth, pin that image and that caption to Pinterest and let it kind of tumble around there and get more and more views and more eyes. Let it mature on Pinterest. Okay, let's move on from social media in general. Let's go offline. Let's go way more person to person, connection to connection. I would love to encourage all of my fine artists, all of my people that make things that can hang on a wall, whatever that might be for you. I would love for you to work with designers now this could spread to wallpaper this could spread to textiles for your home this could be wall hangings this this can be paintings or prints um things that can decorate a home easily i want you to reach out to interior designers now why do i encourage this seems very old school very slow very you know that relationship takes time to mature time to come to fruition exactly exactly you're creating a relationship and relationships are everything in this business. Reach out to designers in your local community and offer them a trade discount. Now, reaching out to designers, this could be an email, this could be a postcard, this could be an invitation to a show, this could be an invitation to come see your gallery or your studio. Create something that gets their interest, gets their attention, and then offer them, you know, hey, I know that you're a designer, I would love to work with you. I offer designers a 10 to 20% discount. You can decide what number that means for you, um, on whatever you want to offer them. I guarantee that if your work is good, if your work fits their aesthetic, which do some research there first, of course, that's going to be an easy yes for them because they want to make their clients happy. You are in the business of creating beauty and things that are valuable, which makes people happy. So they can help you market your work. They get a little commission. They're happy. You're happy. It's a win-win all around. In that same vein of going offline, let's talk about ways to share your work off the internet. Now, don't get me wrong, I love the internet and most of my business is done on the internet. I sell artwork to collectors all around the globe, which I couldn't do if it was just me, you know, person to person. The internet has let me really shine, really share my work broadly and extensively around the globe. And I love that, however, that's not how I began. I began with in person, um, human to human looking me in the eye. What do you think? How do you feel? What are you into that kind of feedback? That kind of connection is so powerful. Offline connections are worth at least 10 online connections. Think about it. When you walk through an art show or when you walk through a gallery or when you walk through a craft fair and you see the maker, you see, you don't even have to talk to them. You just see their presence. You see their brand. You see what they've made. You see their face. That's so much more impactful than just scrolling through Instagram and happening upon a nice pot. And you, know, you don't get to know that person. When you're in person with somebody, whether it's at one of those shows i mentioned like a craft fair or an art show or um you know anything that's that's human to human connection you have a chance of sharing both yourself your work and this fuller vision of what you're creating with your whole brand vibe the way that your booth feels the way that the gallery feels when you walk in the flowers that you include next to your work when you're displaying in person somewhere um, how you frame things how things look in real life that beautiful Um, the way that a painting looks in real life, it's so hard to capture that and put that on a shiny screen, but when you're with it in person, it can really soak into your soul and you can fall in love with it. And that's something that you can't replace with online marketing as much as I try. If in-person marketing makes you feel a little bit squeamish, let me encourage you to get over that. It's so worth it. I, let me tell you a secret. (laughs) When I do in-person events, I put on a persona. I become Emily Jeffords, the artist. Now, Emily differs. the human would love to just sit in the corner and not talk to anybody and drink a glass of wine and eat some little munchies and go away. That's, that's what I do when I'm in my natural state. When I'm Emily the artist, I say hello. I engage in conversation. I have something that I've already queued up in my head that I'm going to ask them to do. Either take a card or sign up for my email newsletter or enter a giveaway or read my artist statement or something that I can say, I don't know what to say. Here's what I do when I don't know what to say. Does that make sense? Give yourself a script or something that you're going to rely on in that moment when you might feel awkward. Be warm and welcoming, represent your work beautifully and boldly, and be ready to welcome new people into your community. Okay. Those are five tips for bringing your work to the world effectively and meeting your new collectors. Just a little refresher and let's go through them again. Share your work via email really beautifully and effectively show up on Instagram as a fine artist, use Pinterest for that long-term marketing plan, work with designers, and show up in person as often as you can. I hope these have been encouraging and inspiring for you. I can't wait to hear how you make your business shine even more. Now, like I said, I'd love for you to join the challenge next week. You don't have to be there every day, but I really encourage you to take just 15 or 30 minutes with us every day if you can. It's really going to change the way that you bring your work to the world. And we're going to dive into these, these concepts a little bit deeper. We'll talk about photography. We'll talk about how to talk about your work in written format. We're going to talk about when and how and where to share your work. And we're going to do it all together, I'm just going be so fun and so beautiful to see. RSVP right below, and if you wouldn't mind, I would love for you to share this whole video series on your Instagram stories. There's a little button you can click down below that will allow you to download some images that you can share with your audience. I would be so grateful. That would be, that would mean the world to me. Thank you so much for doing that. And again, if you'd like to learn more about Making Artwork, the course that opens for enrollment on February 18th, I would love for you to soak up some information to sit with it for a bit to see if it feels right for you go to emilyjeffordslearn.com and get all the information there i cannot wait to see you inside it's going to be literally life-changing and empowering for you and for your business all right that's all for now